Hey everyone, before we get started, we want to share a quick word with our friends at Reclaim Collaborative. Thanksgiving is steeped in America's history of genocide. The weekend of frenzied consumerism that follows further contributes to issues of racism and classism in this country. Join Reclaim Collaborative November 27th through 30th for Reclaim Black Friday, a campaign calling on businesses to redistribute a percentage of total sales from Black Friday weekend to Black and Indigenous environmental organizations. Follow us on Instagram at Reclaim Collaborative. Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. What's up, y'all? It's Thanksgiving week or whatever you want to call it week. And uh, this is today. It's one of three recordings. Uh, so we are. We I, don't know what, day. I don't know what we're. Huh? We have a big day. Yeah, it yeah, is a busy day today. I don't know what the hell we're doing or what I signed us up for. Sorry. Um, so it's been an interesting weekend, at least uh, <laughs> for some of us. Never a dull fucking moment. That's no, it's just, it's just keeps being peak 2020. That's what I mm -hmm. think's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. 2020, uh, can't stop, won't stop. So <laughs> I, I'll just, I'll start from my part of my point of view of, uh, of my friend Ange, who I love uh, and adore and care about so much. <laughs> so I just hit her up uh, as a casual text. I think it was yesterday morning. And, uh, and I was like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Can you send me the link to this thing? And she was like, sure. And can I, can we jump on the phone? Ange never jumps on the phone with me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, last time you wanted to jump on the phone was when you're getting out of a relationship. And that was like four I, years ago. And the so, funny thing is whenever you at, tell me you want to talk on the phone, I think I'm in trouble. So I'm just right, like, okay. what did I do now? No, okay. What does mom have to do? Yeah. yeah okay, easy. So, um, so, so I'm like, yep. And then I call her and I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> Go ahead, Ange. So, okay. So on Saturday I was working out, there's my first mistake and I dislocate my knee. What I think is a dislocation because it happens, you know, I had surgery on my knee. Uh, I tore my ACL in 2006, I believe it was. And ever since then, it'll just dislocate at random moments. Um, it's never been while I'm working out. It's always been just random, like I'm walking down the street or dancing. It's happened a few times because, you know, my moves are too much for my body to handle. <laughs> so it, I was jumping and I landed wrong and I just kind of collapsed and I was like, fuck. And I knew exactly what it was, right? And normally what happens is I just pop it back in right away. And, and when I pop it back in, it's fine. Like it's immense, immense pain. And then it's a little bit sore, but I'm fine. Like I, I've, I've dislocated it once while I was on a three day trek in Guatemala and I popped it back in and just continued trekking. You know what I mean? So like, 
I try to pop it back in. I try to pop it back in and it won't, it won't, it won't go back. So I just keep trying occasionally and it's like so painful and then I'm icing it. And then I'm like, fuck, maybe I should just like have some whiskey and, and try again. And it's not popping back in. So, you know, thankfully I'd taken the dog for her nighttime walk. So she had just peed, pooped and been fed. But the next morning I was like, shit, I, I can't, you know, I, I can't just let her stay in the house all day. So that's why I was like, I need to call Erin and ask her for help. And so I was like, I'm just going to keep trying to pop it back in all day and just like hope for the best. But oh I think we should also note, so Ange lives with her sister in the city on a big hill and her sister's actually out of town right now. So that's the other part of the story. That's and I live- she's- and there are a lot of stairs. Yes. Up There's to my hills apartment. and stairs. And yes. my bedroom is also up a set of stairs. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm screwed basically. And last night, uh, Aaron gave me a good idea. Marina nurse, nurse Boogie, who's been on the show, what, four times now. Yeah. She's part I'm just of our- like, I'm like, please call your friend who's a nurse. Cause yeah. I am like, I internally feel traumatized <laughs> for you. And I don't know what to do for you. And I'm not going to be your mom about it. But I'm like, I can you please just call someone that we know that practices medicine on a daily basis? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I thought it was a great idea. So I text her and she was like, um, I don't really have any advice. Why don't you just drink a lot of whiskey and try harder? <laughs> and then she reminded me that she was with me one night when I had dislocated oh, my knee and saw me pop damn. it back in. And she's oh. like, so she's like, you know, she doesn't have any advice for me. And I must say like, yeah, I can go to the ER and it might have to come to that, but it's the time of COVID. And I I know what it is. I dislocated it. Like what, you know, and I've, I've been able to pop it back in before. So, you know, I'd rather not have to go that route. So anyway, last night I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I, I laid out my yoga mat and I got whiskey I made, I I had a big cup of whiskey, just whiskey. And I made coffee because I didn't want the whiskey to just make me pass out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay awake with the coffee and I'm going to drink the whiskey and I'm just going to keep stretching my leg, just keep stretching it further and further, bend, stretch, bend, stretch. And I did that until like one in the morning and it just won't pop back in. So now it's almost been 48 hours. (laughs) But I've learned how to take the dog. Now I take the dog to the balcony to pee and poop, which is good because we have a little balcony for the dog to walk around in. But, you know, I don't know. I might have to go to the doctor tomorrow. But it's like, uh, Jeff, I have to give a shout out to Story at San Francisco's Jeff Hunt, who is also Aaron's fiance. He came and walked the dog yesterday and he um, totally helped me out. And I was telling him like, it sounds like I'm giving birth. Like when I try to yeah. it because I'm like breathing deeply and moaning and like almost fainting, like, almost yeah, I'm like sure. tears and fainting. Yes. So it's like, I'm sitting here and I'm fine. I don't feel any pain, but, but if I try to stretch it or, or move it like that, then it's like excruciating. So it's so weird. It's like, I'm either fine or just in immense pain. <laughs> and I'm just like sliding around my house I, I realized if I'm wearing socks, it's easier for my, me to glide with my right yeah, foot. Yeah, Jeff showed us. And I just kind of that. shuffle through the apartment. <laughs> oh my God. So that's that's where I am right now. And I don't have crutches. I think I, I need to get crutches and I, I don't know. 
So that's well, why. I mean, I feel like my neighbors might have crutches, to be honest. Oh, that'd be awesome. I can yeah. ask them if you if you can borrow them. I have a walker. I know I have a <laughs> yeah, I mean, and okay. Well, so you know, I realized I have a high threshold for pain. Right, right. Um, but the apparently the whiskey, the whiskey and the coffee last night till like one in the if you saw me, I'm just like, this is my life. This is so peak 2020. I just like take a big shot of coffee and a big shot of whiskey and then go to my stretches. <laughs> I just have to laugh about it because it's like, that's what I get for working out. This is like the main lesson I'm learning. <laughs> well, I mean, sure. That can be one lesson. I just, yeah, it just won't, it won't pop back. And I'm okay. So anyway, well, so- your your equivalent of whiskey and and what is it whiskey and coffee is my equivalent of gurgling salt water and airborne <laughs> for the last freaking ten days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, to update my world for everybody is uh you know my brother fell sick and the rest of his family fell sick as well, and so now to you know to be safe they are uh quarantining and making sure they don't get any sicker and um i was helping them but then i don't want to get sick because this is not the time to get sick nope and and so uh so i'm doing every old wives tale and not wives tale (laughs) right system trick in the book yeah to make sure that uh that i'm not stretched too thin and it's funny because everybody in my family they're like I you know my 91 year old grandma who right I right. Usually help I'm not going near her right now because I don't want to no. get her sick and um I called her and told her uh yeah until you know like I'm until everybody that I know is in the clear and is and you know like I'm feeling you know I I'm pretty sure I didn't catch any bug from anybody any sick person I've been around I I don't want to go there and my dad was like telling me he's just like you can't, you can't fall. Like I'm like, like I'm a, like I'm a soldier. You can't go down. If you go down, we're all screwed. (laughs) You're keeping everyone alive right now. Yeah. It's all on you, Char. (laughs) Oh my God, you guys. Well, I don't even want to jinx myself. I feel like 2020 is caught up to you guys. I mean, yeah, I'm scared. scared be scared Scared. stay still and be scared yeah i'm thinking and it's also like perspective you know i'm still like it could be a lot worse i you know (laughs) i i woke up can it it be a lot worse for you i'm not sure i don't know trying to stay positive i'm like i woke up this morning you know what i mean i took a shower how the hell did you do that well here's the thing you know i hurt my knee and i was I've been in this situation before, so I know how to shower sitting on the t- sitting in the tub and just letting it fall down on me at like teardrops, you know. Right, basically. Imp- Were you also <laughs> crying? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, from release too, because the hot yeah, water on, like down on my knee, like kind of massaging it, was just like, oh, there's been a lot of moaning and not the good kind from the, my apartment lately. Right, right. So, um. But I do have to say it was a really nice weekend other than that, because <laughs> because I, I went to three different events on Saturday that I wanted to kind of talk about virtual um, virtual events right, right in the midst of two of them were while my knee was fucked up. So I don't know. I was just like, 
Well, I was like just trying to, you know, the glasses half full make my day at least. <laughs> anyway, the first one was uh, moderated by Allison Tom, who's our friend. Yeah. Uh, he moderated this incredible, incredible panel. Um, the event was called Dissolve to Evolve mm-hmm. Women in Media. And her panel was the first one of the day. And it was um, a panel of five incredible women who are showrunners, who have created their own production companies, who are really at the top of their game um, from all different backgrounds, you know, uh, Black, Latina, um, uh, trans, you know, Mm -hmm. just like uh, Native American. Um, And it was an incredible panel. And they were talking about where we are now as women of color in the media. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the overall sentiment was, was that of hope. And I I really loved, they all separately talked about like how they go to therapy and, you know, really focusing on themselves. Um, And now is really a time to give ourselves permission to not be everything and not do everything, you know, like if you need a minute, take that minute and don't feel bad about it. And to hear women, in power say these kinds of words, you know, it was really impactful. And um, the thing that really stuck with me um, was they were all talking about how they wanted to usher in a healthier work environment, especially as writers in the writing room, you know, there's this pressure, this pressure, give me the scripts, give me the scripts. And, and they yeah. were talking about how they really are trying to give their employees, just empath- empathize with them, give them the space <clears throat> that they need to, to survive right now you know, both mentally and um, in their jobs. And, I, and it just really showed me, this is what happens when women lead and, and when women lead as women, not as men, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when women are up at the top and they, they, they lead as men because they think that that's what they're supposed to do. Right. This, this, is, this counters that. And I think that that's another beautiful thing that has come of this year is um, we're noticing that these changes need to be made and we're realizing how we can move forward in a, in a more positive way in our work environments. And, you know, these are people we're spending most of our time with, like, it should be, we should know each other. We should have relationships and we should care about how we're doing mentally, not just in the workspace. So um, it was really powerful. And I want to give our friend Allison a shout out because she did an incredible job of leading the conversation. Um, You know, another big thing that came up was, we should, we should do away with the term safe space. It should be a brave space. We mm. should have a place where we shouldn't be afraid to speak up, you know, if, if something yeah. offends us or, you know, if something doesn't feel right, um, that we're, we're, we should be brave in our own skin. And, um, you know, we're not here to pass a torch. We're here to light everyone else's torches so we have more flames. So um, it was incredible. It was really, really Dude, good. I love that. I took a lot from it. Um, and then... I went to uh, this talk about something that I had no idea about as a Filipino American, and I went to SF State. Um, but in 1968 and 1969, there was a strike that was led by the Filipino American students at San Francisco State, and it's the most successful camp ca- uh, college campus strike in U.S. history, and it led to um, the creation of ethnic studies. Oh, now happens all across the board because at, right you know, at the time there was only all of our education in terms of history is Eurocentric. Right. And um, so the Filipino American students at SF State led the charge to say, no, we want to hear our own stories. So um, we owe a lot to them. And, you know, I, I think college was definitely when I first learned <laughs> that, yeah. there's, that there's right. another history out there. Right. So, um, yeah, we're all benefiting from that. And then just- And wait, wait, wait. 
Yes. Wait, wait, but where was that? Where was that panel held virtually? Or what that was led by the Manila, Manila Town. Okay. Um, Manila Town Group, which is uh, spearheaded right down the street from me at the I Hotel, the international. Oh right, Hotel, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. Normally, where something like that would be held. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I went to CAMFest, the Center for Asian American Media, mm -hmm. turned 40, and they had a huge celebration. Our friend H.P. Mendoza, who's a director, was there. He spoke on one of the panels. Ruby Ibarra performed. And Who? It, Just kidding. <laughs> and <laughs> it was hosted by Tamlin Tomita, which, if anybody knows me, knows how much I love the Karate Kid. Yes. Who's Kumiko and Karate Kid too. I live my life adjacent to the Karate Kid. So uh, seeing her and... Uh, and being part of the the cam turning 40 celebration was a, was really beautiful so like i was in a, it was a weekend of pain and culture and in <laughs> i don't know it seems like it goes hand in hand right <laughs> I, I, had, I had a good weekend it's odd to say because i was like crying and in pain for half of it but you know it's like a perspective man good on you though some people would be like dude i'm laid up i'm done i'm down for the count but you you powered through and got to go to these things. And, and she's doing these episodes today. I'm very. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Dude, we have no room to complain. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just like. It's I don't know either. I don't know what's happening to you. Are you going to remember these last few days? I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be blacked out of your memory? At least we're recording, I guess. I just, I could use some painkillers. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that after this. I'm, I'm going to help you get to a doctor. But other than that, I don't know. You know, it's just, we, we have to keep living. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I don't know either. I had a really good weekend too, but there was no pain. So I don't really know. Not yet. I don't know. I don't think there was any pain. No, you're good. Yeah. I'll, I'll take all the pain for the both of you. Okay. I've, had, I've had enough for the three of us. Okay. I, uh, I found, well, I didn't, our friend C note found a brand new barbecue spot that we're taking you to and Shari oh, can meet us there. I don't even want to talk about where it is because I don't want anyone else to go. We don't want it to close though. Yeah, but it's, um, so the place is, uh, has a big outdoor space. So they're lucky in that way. They actually opened during the pandemic. They is opened it near in October. C-Note? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's near c -Note. So it's kind of halfway between us. Exactly. Yeah. It's right off the Richmond bridge actually. Okay. So, um, yes. it is really special. I was feeling all the feels of, uh, new Orleans and, um, there was live music. It was, we were there for like four hours. I didn't want to oh, leave. Oh, that yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. And it's, uh, one of the women running the place reminded me of Stevie Nicks. Oh. And I mean, the place was like built, <laughs> it's built for us. Can we move in? Yes. Um, I actually looked at Jeff and I'm like, I think we're going to change our wedding venue, um, which is fine. So uh, I actually, on the drive, we thought C-Note was ready. Like she was taking us somewhere to kill us because it was seriously <laughs> like backcountry Richmond area. And I'm like, that's cool. It's reverse. Get out. Um, that's cool. And How did she uh, find it? She was just, she's like, I either found this on Yelp or on Instagram. Like someone posted something. I had a pimento cheese stuffed burger with grilled onions on a ciabatta. Oh. Like I can't even, I couldn't talk to them through the whole thing. I'm like, this is, it was heaven. Yeah. So, uh, Sounds sorry, really dude. I mean, 
the food was really great. Um, and there's actually a back history of the guy who owns it, very San Francisco. So he's probably going to be on Story San Francisco soon. Um, not to, I'm going to blow it. And she owned the Cat Club. <gasps> and he owned Cha 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 and Hate. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. So wow. this guy, and he I've... looks like a tall Mark Marin to me. Oh, the Cat Club. Yeah. Is yeah. my favorite. I, I hate, know. I hate clubbing, but that is my, the only place I would go clubbing. Yeah. I don't even consider it clubbing. No. It's different. It's different right. cat club. I never got, I don't know, well, maybe other people did, but I never got grabbed or, you know what I mean? There wasn't any of that kind of weird fucked up shit that happens to women at clubs. None yeah. of that happened at the, at the cat club, at least yeah. for me. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. So this guy has some real history. Um, and the food's good and all these different sauces. I mean, we're going, we're going. Um, yes, please. After, after, after her knee gets popped. As soon as I get my place, crutches. I mean, and no, that I can go with crutches. It doesn't need to be popped back. If I have crutches, I'm good. Uh, let's okay. Um, <laughs> very concerned about, a, uh, I don't understand what it looks like. To it have your knee dislocate. I no, don't it understand. Do, it doesn't look weird. It do, it's not it even does, really It doesn't swollen. just dangle. Like, like the <laughs> kneecap isn't on the side of your knee just hanging out. I don't no. understand what happens. No. Well, maybe I tore something because it's not swollen and the knee isn't <laughs> whatever. Oh anyway, God. as long as I have crutches, I'm good. Oh, I'm good on crutches. sake, Ange. Okay. Oh God. We're going tomorrow. I don't give a fuck. Just, We're going. You, Okay, well, we'll talk about it later. I don't know. We don't know what tonight will bring. If I have, you know. Oh, another fucking eight hours of uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones coffee and fucking. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. Maybe was, it's tequila tonight. I don't know. I was watching happening. Game of Thrones because Khal Drago made me feel better. God. <laughs> At first, I was listening to Tupac. That helped well, for a minute. I guess because when I think of, I, I mean, like, I've never seen a knee dislocated, I mean, but I've seen her. shoulders. I've seen shoulders yes, dislocated. Me too. And when well, I see shoulders dislocated, it's like, it's just like hanging there, right? Yes. Yeah. Until they pop it in. Right. It doesn't look, um, and it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> so maybe now it's a tearing conversation. No, but normally when it pops, dislocates like that, it doesn't look like that either. I, it's like, so what happens was it's like, um, I feel the tendon sort of snap back over the knee. You know, it's not like the knee is out of place. It's like the tendon slipped over it. And then when it pops, you feel it like slip back. That's how it feels to me. Oh, wow. I've never really seen my knee just like on the other side, even when I, you know, tore my ligament. <laughs> wow. I think oh. I'm just so used to it. Maybe, I don't know. It's traumatizing, but it's like, whatever, I'm still here. We should call ourselves the Bitch Talk Cartoon Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or the Bitch Talk What Could Go Wrong podcast. We're cartoons. <laughs> oh my God. And I just, okay. Well, and then other, I was embracing my basic bitchness and made a wreath yesterday. That's where I was. Ange, oh, so. nice. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, it was very opposite of your day. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll give a shout out to Mandy at Mandy Lion Designs. Uh, she used to work with the girls at Church Street. And she has a place up in Petaluma. She has a farm. I don't know if you ever have <gasps> wow. met her while working no. at Church Street. 
she and I bonded a long time ago. I've always thought she was rad. And so she has her own flower farm up there and she was doing a couple of these workshops and I'm like, I really want to go. And it was all safe. It was outdoors in a barn. Uh, you have these six foot tables and it was awesome. I just, it felt so nice to feel sort of normal, safe. We all had masks on. Um, she had a mask and, um, just do something different and creative. So, um, where's your wreath? I know we're on a podcast, but show it. Oh, uh, I'll show it to you later. Yeah. Okay. It's on our door. Um, I could send you a picture. It's really pretty. I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> that sounds so fun. I love doing well, like that. The thing is, you know, when, when I worked at church street and I, I was always in awe of the shit that they made and so fast, you know, yes. I, I am never really dug into that kind of creative side ever. Cause I'm intimidated those girls. I mean, that's their, that's their livelihood and they're mm -hmm. creative as fuck. Shout out to Rachel and Brie and a lot of the girls that have worked there um, in the past, but always intimidated by what they could make um, mm -hmm. and the volume of what they could, at what they can make these things. And so I've just never, it's not like we, or I'm not going to speak for you, but when I worked there, it's never like, oh, let me try and make an arrangement. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. And I, I would just sometimes kind of watch and yeah. it's, it's like a dance. They're seriously yes. just dancing with the flowers. They're all lined up in vases and they just kind of, it's so intuitive and it doesn't even seem like they're thinking. They're just, it's just nope. kind of like an organic progression, just like, like a painter, you know, yeah. would, would create a, a piece of art. Yeah. It's, it's so beautiful to watch and it's not easy and it's such a hard job. Yes. And um, it's very, I mean, it's taxing on your body. Speaking I of, don't think, I don't think you, I don't know. I guess you can teach someone anything, but that, uh, that I mean, kind of, yeah. Sure. But yeah, you have it's have a, a certain mind for it, for sure. It's a very different part of your brain. And I look at arrangements so differently now every time oh, yeah. I go into a hotel or whatever super, like I'm super eh, judgy whatever I'm like, yeah eh, mm, in really sure. nice places too I'm just like mm, that's pretty basic you know, yeah, know. <laughs> <laughs> oh you're gonna use a sunflower yeah. sure oh no ranunculus all right yeah exactly <laughs> uh where's your dahlias uh anyways I know we're 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 bitches about that shit um but it was rad like I, if anyone can do something like that outside of themselves that they don't, cause I'm the least, I feel like I'm the least creative in that kind of space out of my friends. And I was able to create something pretty beautiful. Like just go do it. Even if, you know, even if you think you're bad at it and you have no idea what you're doing, just at least, you know, challenge yourself once it was fun. And I think like all the guys that weren't able to go were a little jealous too, which was funny. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I mean, spoke up. um, it was cool. So yeah, very opposite weekend from you guys just trying to keep your health together. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think just for anybody, there's just so many resources out there. If you just need to feel inspired by something or have a cause that you're passionate about, look up organizations, you know, it doesn't even have to be local, obviously, because it's all virtual. So yeah. there's just so many resources out there. If you're a writer, there's writing workshops. These are all free. If you want to learn more about your culture, you know, as yeah. I did, um, it just, it's all out there. And that's one of the beautiful things about the, um, 
being in quarantine is there's just so much now it's an overload. Like I've had to pick and choose like, Oh, they're overlapping times. So pick the one that, you know, is more important to me. So, um, just for me to help keep my head, right. It's really, it's really helped. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something really quick. Uh, we finally got our check from our 500th. Yay. So I'm going to be donating, oh, nice. donating a good portion of that to the ACLU FYI. Um, but still, we're still doing stuff from the 500th. At least I am right now. Um, and, uh, I can't believe we already did that. And that was last month. I was looking at my calendar. I don't, or something. And I'm like, that was a month ago already. Jesus Christ. I don't know. just time in this space is really weird. So it was um, really fun. It was really fun. And feels like 400 years ago. I was, we were talking with our neighbors who just got back from their five week, uh, cross country journey and visiting family and stuff. And we were talking about the 500th and we were talking about your dad. And I was like, yeah, if we had known he was going to be the star of the show, we wouldn't have like broken our asses, like (laughs) do this whole thing. (laughs) Jesus, Tony. He has more songs. That's I'm sure he does. He's not a one trick pony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and also um, for those of you that weren't able to make it sign up, subscribe to our newsletter. We're going to be sharing the video soon uh, of the whole event. I, uh, we edited it down. Um, so it's nice and clean and we're going to be sharing it soon. So sign up on our website to our newsletter so you can watch it if you weren't able to attend. Yeah. Bitchtalkpodcast.com. So, uh, I don't have anything to talk about in terms of Thanksgiving, you know, no one's doing anything at least over, over here. Um, fuck Thanksgiving. Yeah. And that too. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just going to eat, eat some food, deliver some food to some family members, um, and maybe, I don't know, watch a movie and then go sit in a hot tub for a f- few, a few days. So that's, what's happening in my world. How about you guys? I don't, I, it's just going to be another day. Yeah. So <laughs> and I'm totally fine with that. You don't really do stuff anyways, Ange. No. I mean, in the last, yeah, you don't really do anything for Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. I mean, if I have a friend that's making dinner, I'm not going to say no, but that's how I am normally. I mean, if you're making dinner tonight, I would say yes. So that's just another, that's just another day for me. Right. Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Shar, are you guys just going to have to hunker down? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, uh, before all of this, I thought, oh, we're just going to keep it simple, order some, you know, one of those meals for five or six or whatever. And, not cook or do anything like that and then now i'm just like uh if you guys want me to do that i'll drop it on your doorstep and then right. <laughs> i'm gonna go eat somewhere else yeah i mean what else can you do you can't what a year go, can't go near anybody and you just you know you just gotta do whatever and then i think you know my mom's probably working because right over time it's or busy <laughs> yeah <laughs> right that too oh she I- was Oh, go ahead. No, no, go. Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, apparently she was telling me that because of the spike in COVID right now, she's getting, um, I don't know if I, I, for those of, for the, for our listeners that don't know, my mom works at, at, in a hospital lab and she tests COVID on a daily. Uh, but I guess the regional lab, the Kaiser regional, regional lab out in Berkeley is so overwhelmed with COVID testing that they're telling, uh, they're, uh, emailing all the labs in northern california going who wants sixth and seventh day overtime 
uh, wow. to just help us because we Get can't keep through. up. We can't keep up with all the influx of, of COVID. So there are people leaving, uh, like they'll work their shift in in like Fairfield or Vacaville or Vallejo or wherever they are around here. And they'll drive to Berkeley and they'll spend eight hours basically prepping COVID tests and, or specimens for COVID testing. Can we ground people in this moment? This is why the <laughs> governor rolled back tears the purple, the red, all those around the counties in California, and also why he has a curfew uh, going out during the holidays because, duh, he's trying to not have people, uh, people that haven't seen each other in a while uh, and don't pod together, uh, be in small spaces with the heat on and no windows open <laughs> during the holidays. Just, mm -hmm. just FYI, y'all. Just just trying to be smart here. That's all. That's that's what's happening. And uh, I've oh God, I can't. It's nuts, I can't, man. I can't. I can't with the folks that are like, this is against my civil liberties. It's like, well, no, not really. Maybe. Well, and those are the same motherfuckers that are like, oh, but a pro pro life. Right. Like, right. fuck you and your liberties. Dude, yep. I, I've got. I've got one of those village idiot fam family members in my family right now. He's yeah. He uh, I don't. Did I tell you guys this? I guess I haven't because we've only talked you to each other. You told us, like, but not. I don't think we talked about, about it on there. Yeah, yeah. No. where he's no. COVID positive, or he was he was quote unquote sick as a dog for three days, and said that he had the flu. And everybody's like, get yourself tested. And he's just like, I refuse to be given the opportunity to be uh uh tested of given a false positive uh <laughs> by some socialist liberal and I, I i'm not gonna ever get covid tested and then three days later goes thanks everybody uh i'm covid positive thanks for all the concern but i'm fine i actually feel great and they freaking won't let me go back to work for 14 days now and i'm pissed and i'm still gonna live my life and i refuse to wear a mask I was just like, I told all of my family, all of my immediate family, I was just like, sorry, he's not getting anywhere near us. Or he could. <laughs> just say, anyways. Or sorry. maybe he could. Or maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you can invite him over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> sorry. Or maybe, yes, that's true. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I kid. Yeah, I mean. What a world we live in. Um, <laughs> I uh, Last thing I'll bring up, I don't know a lot about it because I'm, it's sad to me, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if you two have been following about that Kyle Rittenhouse kid who shot into protesters over the summer. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I remember hearing something about it uh, on another one of my shows. I can't remember the exact details of it, but. Yeah. Right. So he came out, I think it's, he came over state lines. I forget where it was, was it Michigan? I don't remember which state and, uh, somewhere in Midwest <clears throat> and shot into, uh, basically a black lives matter protest. And he's a kid and he's been in jail, obviously. I mean, he's caught on video and shit. So, um, so, uh, he was let out of jail there was a, um, what's the word, everyone? 
bail set for him. And someone who we all grew up with and watched on TV helped bail him out. His name's Ricky Schroeder, AKA Rick Schroeder. Oh God, what? Oh, I didn't hear this part of that. Oh. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, gross. So I thought you were going to say Kirk Cameron for some reason. I'm sure he probably put some, I shouldn't say that. I don't know if Kirk Cameron's a part of it, Uh, but yeah. So another one bites the dust off of our uh, 80s. If if they were a part of your list. No, I didn't care about him as much as Kirk Cameron. I loved Silver Spoons. (laughs) I did. I did. I mean, Jeff's point was just like, the guy was on a show called Silver Spoons. Are you surprised that he it's, it's like fitting. this? Is, yes, that his views are now this. And I'm like, the, oh, you're right. The train that he would ride on. That was. Oh, awesome. I wanted that. That was. Yeah. I was so jealous of that train. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. My brother wanted the race car bed, so now my nephew well, has one. <laughs> right. Of course. I always wanted a race car bed too, <laughs> yeah. or a Punky Brewster bed. The Punky Aww. Brewster bed. I was just watching episodes of that on uh, Peacock. They have, they have all four seasons or five seasons of episodes. Yes. Oh, sorry. I got to go, guys. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Yeah. I mean, even there's a, even a picture with Rick Schroeder. Fucking this gross. Kid. Okay. Wow. So anyways, sorry to end on a sad note. <laughs> Maybe it's not sad. Maybe it's an obvious note. I don't know. It's just a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> do we have a do we have a positive note? We actually have a fun interview coming up, hopefully, if it's still confirmed this afternoon. So a couple of fun interviews, but one that's that'll be really a big highlight, I think, for us. And Ange, I'm just gonna let you run that one because you have a connection now. I'll I'll start it. I'll start it. I'm I'm on it. <laughs> no, we're we're really lucky we're gonna have Jimmy Fails on and he's he's the uh, star of uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco, which was a really uh, favorite film for all of us, I think, um, last year and did not get the fucking praise that it should have last year. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think Jimmy's been busy since that film and we're excited to catch up with him. So uh, that'll be in an upcoming podcast. So on that note, happy whatever you want to call this week. I hope you all get some downtime and uh, we'll be in touch and we'll see you soon. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.